When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that easy. Call Apple Leasing at 346-9977 or online at appleleasing.com. When your money's on the line, put it on the line with MyBookie, a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down, you can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance at a big payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag right now and register for an account absolutely free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use the promo promo code HORN to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's the promo code HORN to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Have you ever heard of 38,000 plus odds on the 49ers and Chiefs? You won't find odds like that anywhere else like MyBookie. You can bet anything, you can bet anytime, and you can bet anywhere. As long as you're betting with my friends at MyBookie, you're betting with the best. The best values of the year are this weekend at Diamonds Direct. Save an extra 20% store-wide. Rings, earrings, bracelets, bands, designer jewelry. It's our biggest and final store-wide sale of 2023, and we're holding nothing back. Shop early for Christmas and get the year's best value prices. Thousands of engagement rings on sale, too. Plus, special financing. This is the big one. With in-store designer appearances all weekend, including Sunday. Get all the details now at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Texas Spirit started with Tito's Handmade Vodka. Back in the 90s, we had a dream as big as our home state. With grit, determination, and heart, we broke ground on the first legal distillery in Texas. Today, at the center of the craft spirits movement, we're still Texas-made and Texan-owned. Our copper caps line shelves, and we fill glasses with the smoothest juice around. Remember, just because it looks like vodka doesn't mean it tastes like Tito's. 40% 40% alcohol by volume, mainly 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. You're listening to KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock, Texas Sports, The Horn. The Horn. Guests on The Horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Come up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Oh dang! Sorry, Rod. I've been uh, I left the uh, channel here in our home headquarters in Onion Creek, Texas, on uh, oh, it's on, on, the, on the procession of the, the uh, fallen ooh. officer, and now it's on the view. I mean, how did we end up on the damn view? It is on the view. Is that uh, they, they changed up it. the cast on the view actually too a little bit? Yeah, that lady there, Joy, is still on there. Yeah, Joy, Joy Behar. Like, yeah, she's a staple. I don't know but don't they have Jay? Is Jay Cutler's ex-wife on this thing or not? Oh, Something? I don't know. I don't ever see this show. <laughs> I really don't. I don't either. I'm like trying to look at the cast. I don't. I don't watch the view. Is Whoopi still there? No, I don't. No. Whoopi's no, going out too. No, yeah, Whoopi still. She must be taking the day off. She's not there. She's not there. She must have taken a day off though. I don't know. What I don't know. I think she's probably going on vacation or something. What did she get? 
Yeah, they just got. The yeah, I think that is Jay Cutler. Let me let me look her up now. Jay, Christian Cavallari. Yeah, I think that's her. His ex-wife. Because that's check. who I want to hear from on uh, <laughs> all things important. I understand. It's just a morning gap. That's who you want to see. I get it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's no. great. Uh, so we got a lot going on, man. It's been a busy morning. We've got uh, the Harbaugh's last night with Jim Harbaugh and the Big Ten at odds, and obviously they've uh, closed their investigation. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to serve the three games, as we said. In my read of that, and you, you lawyers out there can weigh in, feels to me like they, they kind of thought they were going to lose today, and it's in a hearing. And uh, didn't need anything under oath at this point, Rod. And if this is the deal, if this is the most the, the Big Ten was going to do, because I think once Michigan got assurances that this is it, we're not we're not bringing any more, uh, then okay, we can live with that. Yeah, because yeah. I because I you know, there was an immediate thought that this was for now, and we're going to keep coming with our investigation. This he'll serve the three games, and it's mostly symbolic. He can't be on the field during the game, but he can coach mm -hmm. the team all week long, and he can even travel with the team to Maryland tomorrow. He just can't go to the game. Yeah. And be on the sideline. Maybe you can go sit with Connor Stallions in the stands somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what Connor Stallions is. No idea. But, so, but you know, a lot of people heard that and thought, well, there's no more investigation. Now, the NCAA will continue their investigation into the mm -hmm. program and the yep. allegations. The Big Ten's done with theirs. They and they've issued their punishment. Yeah. And it placated some of their, uh, you know, the rest of the conference and the teams and the coaches that were so upset about it. And uh, now he'll miss his three games and they can live with that. It seems it seems like a largely symbolic punishment unless he's not allowed to contact or have any communication with the team staff or players or anyone associated with the team staff or players on game day. Yeah. Because then that being like he literally has got to just sit in his house and just watch the game like a regular, old, you know, just a fan or a spectator um, that he can't be there or communicate with them. Uh, I haven't seen details on the suspension, and I want to know if he can communicate with him. If he can watch the game and text him, hey, guys, you know, we need to start uh, blocking this guy. We need to start doing this. We need to start doing that. Can he text him adjustments? That would be like a weird thing. I'd like thing. to see that legal language. You, know, yeah. you can direct message. Yes, <laughs> DM exactly, <them>. right? Like, <laughs> or no, it can only be an email form. Email form, yeah, because uh, the text message would happen real time. No email. You can get it later. I don't know how they would do that, but I know that Jim Harbaugh is a control freak, and he's a guy that likes to look for – uh, loopholes, right? Ways around the rules. This guy that admitted that w on Halloween as a kid, he would go and change co Halloween costumes and hit the same house multiple times. So right? go back around. <laughs> Smart kid, by the way. All right, but finding ways outside the rules. Looking for the looking for the, for the loophole. He's looking, and I ain't mad at him for that. But I wonder if that's going to be a kind of a stipulation of the suspension because now that he knows he's got to be suspended for the Ohio State game too, he's going to sit there and watch the. Michigan Ohio State game, and now we have some input. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? Him crazy on on, on halftime adjustments, that kind of stuff. So I'm really intrigued by that. But to me, it's just basically I love that Michigan went through. They basically went through the stages of grief publicly well, for all of us. <laughs> all right, to witness. At first, it was denial. This didn't happen. Fake news. We don't know what the hell these people are talking about. Uh, then after the now, it came a little bit of anger. They were they were mad. All right, a lot of the Michigan faithful were mad. Right, they, uh, basically that you know it's not a big deal. And they started you know everybody does this. Right, Michigan is not the only one doing it. Ohio State did it. Uh, this other team did it in the Big Ten. All these teams are doing it. So some it was some, some finger pointing going on. Uh, that's kind of the bargaining of the, the the stages of grief. Right, that's the bargaining. And then came the depression, which was the uh, interim coach when he's crying. Crying after they win the game, seems like Jim Harbaugh either on his deathbed or he's going to jail. And it's like, no, he's just potentially going to be suspended for a couple of more games by the Big Ten. But he's crying, dropping F-bombs. Jim Harbaugh is on TV talking about they're America's team. They're being persecuted. Uh, and then finally, the last stage, 
of it all. Last stage of grief. Acceptance, finally. You know what, guys? Let's just accept it, the suspension. I think we did something wrong here. Even though we don't believe it was that bad, it still was outside of, of, well, of the well, rules. And, and I will just say this to add to that. You're right on. All the histrionics from the Michigan fans, not just the fans, like Desmond Howard on ESPN last Saturday oh, and man. Charles Woodson. Yeah. And now the, the coach. You guys all look like fools because the the school just said, oh, we, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> we give up. We're not defending it. No, because they were, we're going to fight this. We're yeah. going to fight this. We're going to fight. We're going to fight this. We're going to do process. Do process. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All those guys are going, oh, man, I thought we were fighting this thing. Because mm, they haven't seen the evidence. Well, and, and Michigan's seen the evidence probably. Oh, sure. And the lawyers have seen the evidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, 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 that's who matters, right? The billable hours. But the lawyer's like, guys, we're going to lose this case. We're going to lose this case. Yeah, it, it's, it's obvious. You don't want to put up there on the under oath here at this well, point, guys. Because then if you if you push this thing and it does go litigation, that stuff, that evidence is getting out. Well, and then they want that evidence out. Then right after the, the announcement yesterday from the Big Ten that this is it, there was mysteriously one of their, their co-defensive coordinator dropped all his social medias, and there's reporting locally that he's was the – he was the conduit to Connor uh, Stallions to the coaching staff. He was staff. the middleman between the coaching staff to, all, and to obviously Stallions. provide plausible deniability to Harbaugh that mm. this co-defensive coordinator was the one. So he was the one meeting with Connor Stallions. Know about it. He's the one. But again, that's a, that's alleged. But that's got to be vetted, and that's where the NCAA will continue to mm -hmm. investigate. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but again, Tony Batiti, the Big Ten commissioner, was in a tough spot here. Um, you know, he doesn't want to derail a blue blood program on their way to maybe a national championship. No. He's got to be – I mean, that's a, that's a cash cow. No question. I mean, Michigan, if they win tomorrow, Maryland is going to win their 1,000th game. Yeah. So you got to be careful there. That's, that's – I mean, you know, consider them Texas of the Big Ten. You know, if Texas were in this same spot, I mean, there would be a lot of pressure put on the state house and the state capitol and mm -hmm. uh, the heaviest hitters at UT would be yep. pushing for this thing. Uh, don't derail this run, y'all. We'll get to the bottom. And you can understand that part of it. Same time, he had to do something because his – the rest of his conference was howling uh, that something needs done, so he did it. And it's mostly symbolic, and it's a punishment. And now they can finish their season. The NCAA can finish their investigation, mm -hmm. and Jim Harbaugh probably will ride off to the NFL. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we'll see. Michigan's probably going to be go, Ohio go Pete State. Carroll, go keep Pete Carroll out of USC and land somewhere softly. Uh, Chicago. Chi-Town. Chi-Town, maybe. Chi-Town's looking like I, it right I keep, now. I keep – because there was a debate yesterday I saw, one of these TV debates about Bill Belichick. Like, any of these coaches – why wouldn't you want the Chargers job? It's a great job. The minute the, the minute that dude finally gets whacked is Brandon Staley. Yeah. That's the job. Quarterback I know the, the salary cap's not great on defense, but you can fix that pretty quick. That quarterback's good. You yep. say with the one about Justin Herbert. I think he's been maligned with a bad coach here. Uh, that guy can throw the ball. That guy can play. They got Eckler. They've got weapons. They just drafted Quentin Johnson, the kid out of TCU. They think he's going to develop into a really good receiver in, in time. Uh, then I that's then they got players on defense. They do. They actually they, they spent more Derwin money James on defense. And Boza and yeah, than any than any any team except for one in the last two years. So if you're Harbaugh or you're you're Dan Quinn or you're going to be one of these commodities, Dan Quinn. Well, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I get Chicago where I'm going to have maybe the first and third pick of the draft or something, but that team's pretty pretty much built. I'm living in Los Angeles. I got uh, you know great stadium to play in, great mm -hmm. facilities. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, cheap owners though, cheap owners. But all the all the teams, the, the, the jobs that may come open are going to be cheap, cheap owners, owners. Yeah, except exactly. for New England. And that uh, would yeah. be that would be the if, if there is a mutual parting of the ways in New England, that is fascinating how they go about doing that. I mean, it's Tom Landry here. We're one well, of these coaches, yeah. right? You're right. This what? is Don Shula. I mean, how do you say goodbye? I would do it nicely. And uh, I don't know. Uh, there was the report a couple of weeks ago by Mike Florio that maybe a team like Washington would try to trade for Bill Belichick. 
and wow. trade for him because we – yeah, you may be tired of him, but we like him because <laughs> we've been running around. We're, we're a new ownership group that's trying to win the fans back. That's true. Uh, that's that's a crazy – because they, they – that would be wild because the Washington organization, I want to say they did that with Lombardi. I say they did that with Vince Lombardi, too, like at the end, tail end of his career. Yeah, he left Green Bay to go to Washington. To Washington. And they ended up dying there. And they, yeah, they, but they was kind of the same premise. They were like, we need a proven commodity, a, a person that fans will trust and everybody likes, and it was Vince Lombardi. And, yeah, they could be doing it again if they go out to Belichick. It's very similar. Somebody said, I thought ESPN reported that the court threw out the case. No, the court dropped the case the minute that there was, I mean, it was, this is like a, 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 a plea. Right between the Big Ten and Michigan, uh, we, and, you know, we came to an agreement to avoid going to trial or go any further. We agree to this suspension that you've handed down to the Big Ten, but the Big Ten agrees that our investigation is over. That's it for us. Mm -hmm. So at that point, there's no nothing to, to settle in court. Yeah, so and, and they plea bargain, and it's kind of a win-win because the you don't want to derail. He said derail the Michigan kind of national title run here. It looks like they're on, and for Michigan, they don't. They want as few details out as possible. And if you go deeper into this, the investigation, then go to court litigation, oh, man, all the, well, all the details are coming right. out. Right, and then also for, for the Big Ten, yeah, once you go down that, that oh, under oath road. everywhere. Well, and you start discovery and all those things. Oh, man. It's a, free, it's a, it's a public university. Yep. So Connor Stallion's on the record. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Testimony so, and all and, that. And they look for the Big Ten. Again, they get to placate their, their members, but at the same time, this can go away through the, through the course of January, mm -hmm. uh, December and January. Look at NCAA will take their time. Yes. This will be a postseason oh, yes. you know, determination by NCAA. Some maybe this spring, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you would guess for the NCAA. So who knows where they are at that point. Might be national champions. But, Rod, uh, to that point, can we play Steve Sarkeesian? Oh, yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. So this was this this falls in line with this because so our friend uh, Anwar Richardson over at Orange Bloods, you can hear him ask the question I think in this audio because we've all talked about it. Why doesn't college football have wireless headset communication between the sidelines and the quarterback? Seems silly that they don't. But uh, here was how that went yesterday, and pretty clear Sark is all all in on uh, changing the current way. You've coached obviously in the NFL, and you're a play caller. Would you like to see uh, helmet radios? Uh, yes. Yes, please, please. Okay, in college Everybody football. write an article about why doesn't college football have coach-to-player communication so I don't have to deal with sign stealing and, and um, I spend half my week you know, changing signals and signs rather than coaching the game of football. So, yes, please write an article. And ask another question, Anwar. Sorry, you can feel free. That is the question. No, yeah, that is the question. I, yes. I want to know your, your thought process on – where we're at now, and does it help you as far as developing your quarterbacks, sign stealing, getting them ready for you know the NFL, for you to be able to communicate for that few seconds, whether it's to your quarterback, your defensive players, whatever? It all just makes sense to me. It all makes sense to me. It, there's no shortage of money in college football, clearly. So that whole idea that that it's a competitive disadvantage for those that that, that can't do it or that stadiums don't aren't equipped to to have that that type of technology uh, i don't buy it I, I don't understand it uh and the fact that it's every time i turn on anything late at night and we're talking about college football if not the first topic the second topic is we're talking about sign stealing and our game is way too good there's too many good stories going on right now in college football that that's at the forefront of what we're doing um it should be at the forefront because I think what was going on was wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, that shouldn't be at the forefront. There's too many great stories. There's too many great players around the country that are playing good football, too many teams that are playing good football right now 
for us not to be talking about those things. We're talking about sign stealing. Like, let's just fix the problem. It's not that hard. Let's get player to coach communication and move forward. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that, I, I literally said last couple of weeks ago, I was like, I can't imagine how much time coaches have to spend coding their plays into pop culture images and into hand signs. And not only that, to code your plays and then teach the players all the signs and images, all right, with your plays, but then also to to kind of uh, infuse misinformation and fake dummy signals and fake dummy images. Also incorporate that into <laughs> your signaling to try to throw off teams who are trying to steal and decode your message. It's like, how much time are y'all spending on that alone? It's got to be hours. And for Sark a guy like said Sark, half the week. <laughs> yeah, and for a guy like Sark, who's, who's played in the NFL, not played, but coached in the NFL, he's going, guys, we don't even, this is not even a topic in the NFL. We don't even discuss this at all. It is all about game plan and preparation. And in college, he's probably thinking to himself, I'm spending hour, extra hours a day just coding plays. Well, and think about what <laughs> every time we talk about this, we parallel it right back to the baseball sign stealing with the Astros and other teams. And it's the same conversation. Baseball was slow to react. Baseball should have had, because no, you know what they do in baseball? It's wireless. The, the catcher touches the deal, and that, that's the pitch. And the cu- oh, pitcher gets it. No one else can steal it. And that's how we play now. And, it's all, and then they had the clock, and so now it's sped up the games. Um, this, is the, this is NCAA. Like, think about it, one of the first you know, real strong comments we heard on this, on this very topic came from Matt Rule. It was a good one. Who had just come from the NFL and exactly. said, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> this is stupid. You think, we're, <laughs> you think we're training these quarterbacks to be ready to play in the NFL? We're not. I mean, high school quarterbacks are more equipped with this right now. We're, we're, we're teaching them how to read, you know, pinup dolls and, you know, pop culture Picture, things. Yeah, pictures of Beyonce. Well, think about it for the quarterback. <laughs> He's got to – that player's got to learn all that. I mean, that player's got to understand oh, yeah. it all they and can, not make yeah. mistakes and the defensive captains, and they've got to be all on the same page. That is a lot of time. And there's a lot of wasted uh, and there's brains a lot of, capacity. And there's a lot of room for mistakes to be made. Yep. Oh, I thought it was that. A lot oh, of things lost duh. in translation. Yeah, I mean, and not all, all, not all these football players are road scholars, Rod. I mean, sometimes they're, you know. Yeah, and I think that's why coaches have uh, – they have also changed up some of the signals now with images because everybody learns differently, right? Every player, uh, you know, is, is, is a different learner. And these coaches, essentially, they're teachers, so they, they, they probably have incidents where, oh, man, this kid's got, like, a learning disability or he's not picking it up the way that everybody else is picking it up. i got to teach him differently than I do the rest of them. Now, that's part of being a coach, but think about how much easier it would be if we were just calling the play yeah. instead of having to decode and encode everything, it is just yeah, it's madness. But hey, you know hey, what quarterback, those? we're running F right Y banana. Yeah, I'm giving you two plays. <laughs> you give you two plays. You're gonna kill one play depending on what the safety or the middle linebacker does. That's it. That's all I have to tell you as a coach. That's all you have to do in the NFL. But getting back to uh, you know something we were just talking about a little bit earlier. It is. It does kind of hurt the development of these young quarterbacks going into the NFL. Sure. Because they, they don't they don't teach it that way in the league. And you're not going to learn it that way in the league. Yeah. Well, they don't. And you know, we know in the NFL they don't. They got to learn to go under center more, right? That's one of the you're done. And, and you're. Well, I'm sure the quarterbacks get to the NFL and goes, oh wow, this is so easy. Why didn't we have this before? It does. And these old these sports were at old fan bases, and I'm not saying this is the reason, but say we're talking about college. Um, College football. College football is one of the older fan bases, demographic-wise, because it makes sense. Because they're oh, lineage. They're, yeah, exactly, it's right? These are legacies. Sport, yeah. yeah, no question about it. And but but other sports that have older demos as their and their fan bases are, I guess, age and their average age is much older. They tend to have trouble with progressive policies and trouble evolving as a sport. Baseball, 
older demo as a college fan football. base. College football. Golf. Golf. Right? It's, and, it's, and it's weird. It's almost like the the uh, the, uh, the authorities of the sport, like the, the decision makers, well, that they – I guess they're they're tailoring the, a lot of their decisions to that older demo. And what do older people, period – and I'm becoming older too, so I'm not mocking y'all. What do we hate? Change. You're setting your ways. Setting your ways, right? Old dog, new tricks. Exactly. I don't want to do nothing new, no. And that's why those sports, they have a hard time changing. The NBA has got a really young demo. They change stuff every damn year. So is the NFL. Younger demos, though, in their fan bases. I think that's well said. Because I've always been advocating on, on my shows to uh, for the automated strike zone in baseball for years and years and years. Exactly. And the one argument that I will make, they could do it, equip it, make it happen, and no one would know. That's a great point. No one would even know they did it. Yeah, the, just, dis- the discussion. Just like when this all started, there were so many people who didn't know that in college football you couldn't use headset communication, but you can in the NFL. That's true. Right? They don't know that. You're right. And so, but in baseball, if you just automated the strike zone, umpire's back there, he gets a red or a green dot, whatever it is, and he calls it striker ball, you wouldn't even notice it happened. The umpire would still be there. The pitch would be thrown. The call would be made. Everything stays the same. So what are you so mad about? That we're getting the calls right or that we're, we're changing your game? They're really not. The game. You're changing, you're right. Well, because look, look what they're doing yeah. now with the, with the communication to be able to call the pitch. Mm-hmm. Does anybody even know that's happening? No. Or that it's changed? Mm-hmm. Unless you play. Yeah. You don't know it's changed. It hadn't changed a lick of what your, your, the game is. You're right. Just the discussion upsets people. Yes. Right? The discussion about where we should – the time oh, clock and the human pitch element. Clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. the game. <laughs> but your actual – you're right. But your actual but product – it's funny that you brought it to golf, too, because that's – the live tours kind of upset golf that way. Like, you can do things differently, guys, that appeals to a younger audience. You can try this. You, you can, can try it. You can try it. Yeah. No, I'm, I think that's – You might actually like it. Yes, I, you're right. A lot of people – that's a great but, point. But they did know, not know that you couldn't use headset communication technology well, in college. Well, why are the Geico commercials so funny But you're becoming your parents? Right? You're trying to talk your dad into something new? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Dad, how about we go this way today? <laughs> those commercials are awesome. They're, 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 honestly, those are one of the few oh, commercials. Great. If I see it, I stop and watch it. Of course. <laughs> but then, think about it. Like, I'm 50 now, so my parents are in their 70s. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking to my dad into something new very no, often. <laughs> no, you know, they, my, yeah, they don't try anything new after like 50. You're done. Done. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it, man. They hey, just listen, don't want it. Look at me, though. I'm 50, almost 51 next month, right? I'm I'm doing a radio show for my house. You know, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying doing, to evolve. YouTube shows now. <laughs> YouTube shows, he's doing, baby. He's come doing on. YouTube shows now, man. Yeah. You got to evolve with the times, brother. You have yeah, to. You got man. to, man. Got to. Uh, but you got to evolve at the same time. These these rules are so. And why does the NCAA, why can't they just pay for it? They can. Because they can, they can always just argue it's competitive balance. The TV networks will of, pay for it. Yeah, it's in the name of competitive balance and it's name of, of the integrity of our game. And then you can say, all right, we're going to pay for it then. So we want to have the argument. I don't know why because money is Well, you not know who should pay for it is the conferences. And if there are certain conferences that's at the lower level that yeah. everybody can't afford it, then okay. Then we're not going to go to it. But conference point. by conference. Power five. Yeah, all the NCAA has to do is. You leave it up to states' rights and versus you know federal rights. We're just going to leave it up to the conferences. You guys decide what you want to do with it. It's, it's completely fine with us. If you can afford it, pay for it. And all the conference is going to do is you know p- pass off the charge to the TV deal. But then you got the non-conference games. Yeah, well, you so have to say you say yes. You use in conference play, but not in non non conference. You well, go back to, to the settle signs. that. Yeah, you got to settle that. And in the bowl, and I think that's pretty pretty easy. That's easy. To do. I agree. Well, that's why the NCAA is just saying that everybody can use it, and we're going to pay for it. If not, we'll pay a portion of it for you. Well, if this is team. another reason why Alabama shouldn't be playing Tennessee Chattanooga this week. 
Maybe they can't afford a headset communication. That is fair. Well, then you shouldn't be playing them. <laughs> that is a great point. And Texas A&M is playing Abilene Christian. Uh, well, maybe you shouldn't be playing them. Yeah, you're, not, you're obviously <laughs> not on the same level. If they can't afford headset communication, that you can. Uh, that's fair. Maybe don't schedule that game. I think that's a that's a much broader topic and conversation <laughs> yeah. that we probably need to have. All right, we'll come back when we do. Uh, the good conversations go on. Ty and I are going head to head. Five picks. I've got mine made. I'm ready to Ty's roll hot, and bounce man. back. Ty's been hot. I had been hot until last week, man. I hadn't had a losing week until this one. It was. Mm. A, I think it might have been a one and four one. Gaw. Uh, but we'll be back. We'll also have uh, Rod behind the burn orange curtain one Uh-oh. more time. What? Michigan's making moves. Breaking news? They make, yeah, I make think so. Breaking news, other side. We got yeah. it coming back. Bob Schneider and the Moonlight Orchestra Holiday Spectacular with special guests Kelly Willis and Caroline Hale is taking the stage at ACL Live at the Moody Theater November 25th. And the Horn has your tickets. Visit the contest page at hornfm.com now to win a pair of tickets to the show. Schneider has produced nearly 30 albums and has been named Musician of the Year six times at the Austin Music Awards. Win tickets now on the contest page at hornfm.com. Visit the contest page at hornfm.com now to win a pair of tickets to the show. Hey, what's up, folks? Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers here. Let me tell you about our friends over at Apple Leasing because everybody needs friends like my friends at Apple Leasing. We know that time is money. My friends at Apple Leasing, they understand this all too well, and they want to save you both. They're going to save you time. They're going to save you money and find you tremendous amounts of value. That's what Apple Leasing is all about. That's why they've been doing business here in Austin for almost 40 years because they do it the right way by taking care of their customers, making sure you not only get the best bang for your buck, but that customer satisfaction is their top priority. Apple Leasing has the ability to put you in any make or model vehicle that you want. The professionals over at Apple Leasing can help you get the price you want, help you get the payment you want, and help you get the car that you want. And they want to simplify that process for you. They understand that the you know car leasing process and getting a new car in the car business itself can be a really, really tough uh, market to navigate. They understand that. They understand that the price shopping can be really time-consuming, going to different dealerships, uh, making sure that you vet all the dealers, vet all the salespeople. You want to buy from someone you trust, especially when you're making uh, a purchase uh, of such magnitude like a car or leasing a car. You also want to make sure you go down the rabbit hole and do your research, right? I'm a big guy about research. You want to make sure you're well-informed. You want to make sure that you're knowledgeable about the purchase you're going to make. This all can take a little time. It can be very very stressful, and it can be a headache. Let's be honest about it. Let Apple Leasing take the stress and headaches out of that process for you. Let them do all the hard work. All you need to do is uh, reach out to them, one phone call or one click on Apple Leasing's website, and you'll get a quote on any make or model vehicle that you want. They'll even give you an estimate on the value of your trade-in right over the phone. They have what they call a simple interest easy lease, which is going to simplify things for you, give you a lot of flexibility, which is going to give you more possibilities and options to help you find the vehicle that fits you best, but more importantly, the vehicle that fits your budget best. We all know that everything seems... <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit more expensive these days, well, that's why leasing makes more sense than ever. You're only paying for the part of the car you're actually using. So give Apple Leasing a call today, 512-346-9977, and let them see how much money they can save you. They get all the same discounts, all the same incentives that the dealers do, except my friends at Apple Leasing, they pass those savings on to you, the customer. So give them a call, 512-346-9977, or visit AppleLeasing.com. That's AppleLeasing.com. Real Texans are genius. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Ping pong. Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. And 
Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. Scientific data proves it. Size does matter. The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678 or on the web at avconsultations.com. Most folks agree the most exciting Longhorn season in memory is underway. And you know what? So is the most exciting season in memory at Sue Patrick, your home, Austin home for all the great Longhorn gear. Hey, Sue Patrick and Jay Willems have teamed up again with Wrangler for the 2023 Wrangler Western Clothing Collection for men and women. And of course, Longhorn Nation. Like the ladies' super soft tees, three-quarter sleeve, Longhorn graphics, bandana prints, the Wrangler oversized tee in burnt orange, the ladies' ringer tea so many other deals but hey how about for men the black denim jacket with, with sherpa lined with embroidered jean jackets whoa vintage truck and longhorn logos on the shirts and texas tailgate graphics a giant guitar graphic tee with longhorn logos the denim trucker cap it's all wrangler perfect for game day like it's been since 1947 at sue patrick they've been there since 1975 no parking garage park out front 5222 burnett road sue Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. It's right Friday on The Horn. That means football. Rod had a good game last night, 34-20. Ravens now 8-3. Could be better than that if they could close games, but they did last night. Joe Burrow got hurt. Keep an eye on that storyline developing because uh, Joe Burrow, wrist injury, never good. Of course, he's finally back from that calf injury. Couldn't rip the ball. Um, everybody in Cincinnati, because at five and five, they're you know they still could make the playoffs. Uh, but Joe Burrow's got to be healthy there. That was scary, just the way it looked. The, the initial one where he's throwing the throwing the ball out to the flat, and he releases the ball, and then the cringe, like just the oh. Well, now the face. now the NFL is investigating the Bengals because they didn't report him on the injury list, but people saw him with that brace during practice. Yeah. Then the brace disappeared, or the picture disappeared. So. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, yes, uh, a lot of a lot of storylines percolating. Also, we told you early because it happened right during the start of the show, um, the F1 race got off to a terrible start right there. This whole thing in Vegas is a uh, – it's, it, it's a risk. Uh, yeah, a calculated one. I mean, this, the F1 has spent $500 million to That's make crazy. this thing happen. Someone They've annoyed the hell out of everybody in Las Vegas with this thing. <laughs> And so they, everybody's asked about logistical questions, how they're going to pull this off. And la- this morning, because remember, they're having to do with these practices, and these, they're going to do qualifying, like, overnight to stay out of the way of, like, basic Las Vegas traffic. And so the first practice was, was early this morning, and they had to cancel it within 30 minutes because a, uh, there was a loose manhole cover, manhole cover what essentially. The hell? Like that? <laughs> yeah. Like, what in the hell? Yeah, which is – You don't think if one of these billion-dollar F1 cars comes cruising, it's not going to suck up a manhole cover? And all those things, like, really low to the ground? Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, really low, And there's a lot of pressure being, you know, the the ground forces that those things are creating to stay on the ground. Look, if those don't have the great ground package, those things will take off like a jet. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Like, you'll be flying. Yeah, (laughs) that's scary as hell, man. And so Carlos Sainz was in his Ferrari, and, you know, as I said, there's a video of it. 
I mean, he looks like something from Back to the Future. He hits his manhole cover, <laughs> sparks are flying, he's dragging the manhole cover. And he was all right, right? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. But that, that's an expensive car. That is, you know, he said, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, too. I get the owners of these cars can't be happy about this oh. Las Vegas experiment. It's exactly what it is, yeah. and people have warned them. They, they, this is kind of crazy. They tear down all the tr- take down all the trees, and everybody wants to be in Vegas. So every sport, this is just shows you the desperation that seems like every sports entity, international, local, domestic, they want to be in Vegas somehow. And it's it's got to be because it's got to be sports sports betting. It's and, be, and they're gonna sports betting capital. Supposedly they're gonna tear it all down and have to put it all back up like a month later because there's another race there in like two months. And it takes oh a long time, like y'all were talking wanna, about, to set it up and take it I don't want to live in Vegas. Well, and remember, I know you'll, you'll, people will say, well, come on, they do street races all the time. Because they, they do have – I mean, Miami was a street race, right? Yeah. Uh, around the world, they, Azerbaijan is a street race. But th- th- that's not run by by, code, by F1. The, the individual cities, yeah. in, they, like Coda runs the, the race. They okay. do all the logistics. Uh, and F1 you? just shows up and races. And okay. F1 that's and right. Las this Vegas one they're do- have a 10-year agreement, so this is not changing anytime soon. Yeah, and this is all F1. F1's taken on all the roles. Ticket selling, grandstand building, track manufacturing. Like, they had to pay, like, millions to, to regrade all the streets Man. and repave all the streets. So not, they're not going anywhere. And within the first 30 minutes, manhole cover, bow, <laughs> shut it down. Well, I guess, of course, fans have all shown up to see the practice round. It's an investment if you're going to be uh, like well, gonna take, 10 years. You're going to be there 10 yeah, years. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. We're going to have some lumps here. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's going like, to be an investment Well, it's like growing F1 at Coda. That took a while. It did, and now it's, it's Almost huge. went away. Yeah, exactly. All right, you had breaking news out of the Michigan scandal, Ron? Yeah, this uh, just broke. Assistant coach and uh, linebackers coach Chris Partridge has been fired at Michigan. Said effective today, this comes from the AD. Effective today, Chris Partridge has been relieved of his duties as a member of the Michigan football staff. Rick Mentor will serve as the team's linebacker coach. And maybe that was the guy who went dark on socials yeah. because he knew he was getting fired. That's yeah. follow that uh, story. This says our, our man CB on the text line doing a great job. Says Carissa Thompson reports Joe Burrow's wrist is fine. We'll play next week. <laughs> Well done, ZB. Like that. Well done. Oh, uh, very well she done. She put out a statement, too, apparently. Oh, she's, she did? Yeah, she's also put out a statement. Well, let's get that in what's popping. I want to okay. hear what Carissa Thompson had to say about yeah. her right. silliness. I, mean, I don't know if the statement justifies what and she And we'll play did. you again what she said. And we played it yesterday, and who said that? And we are like, what? She just admitted she makes she stuff admitted up? admitted that I make up stuff as a reporter. I mean, we can all watch the, the major news channels and think, yeah, that's probably made up. But they don't say it. They don't say it. <laughs> Oh, if he said it was your opinion, I think it, they, they solid reporters can still give opinions. Sure. Just say, like, well, you mean, know, your opinion. Don't say the coach said this. Well, Just that's don't been say that. part of the problem in our media is, like, the blurring of what is news and what's entertainment, right? Yeah. There's supposed to be a news division. And we all can turn on these shows and understand there's a lot of opinion in here. A lot of. And it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. But so I'm not turning on that for news. No. But when you're going to the sidelines, you're trying to get some news. I want the facts. <laughs> I want to know what's coach going on. Said, all right, so coach, my coach said what? What my coach say? Like people, people pay attention to that stuff. Oh, no question. <laughs> people say what? What Sark said at halftime? That's that's literally a topic of conversation on the shows for the next week. You know, Sark at halftime said this. Think about it. That wasn't even factual. And I'm surprised that a coach, but I guess it hadn't been like a state. She said she never said anything really controversial though. So it was all pretty, you know, mundane. It was pretty obvious stuff. But, man, that's that's a bold statement. That's bold. She's, uh, she's bold for that one. Dumb. Dumb, bold, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't say that out loud. Don't say My mom should always say. if you do it. She say, boy, you can think it. You ain't got to say it. All right, okay. Ty, before we go behind the burn orange curtain, we'll hear that Carissa Thompson audio before we get out of here. But let's make our picks. Let's go five on five. Do you have your first pick Ooh, ready? Do you want me to go? Let's you go. go. 
Migo. All right. Well, I'm taking Georgia. I got the Georgia dogs like getting that. minus 10 at Tennessee. They got their dog. I think they're going to pound. Tennessee's not very good. I watched Missouri play Tennessee. I watched A&M play Tennessee. And now they're playing Georgia, and it's only 10. I know it's on the road, and it's in Knoxville. Dolly Parton's coming. <laughs> I, I do like the baseball coach of Tennessee. He said, uh, you know, the Chiefs can keep Taylor Swift. We got Dolly. They got Dolly, <laughs> baby. Hey. I'll take that. But I will also take Georgia and lay the 10. Got to lay it to play it. I'll take the Bulldogs. Okay. Um... I'll take – You get two here, Ty. I'll take Kansas State against Kansas, minus eight and a half. Oh, dang, that's one of mine, but that's good. I like oh, that yes. pick. That's with the Especially, third string quarterback out yeah, there? Yeah, if Jason Bean doesn't play, I watched that third string quarterback last week. He's not very good. But He's who's, a freshman. Who's third string quarterback I know. Is. Well, that's right. <laughs> We're probably redundant <laughs> saying Texas that. Texas maybe? <laughs> Uh, maybe Arch oh, Manning. good job, Ty. You're I think Arch that. might struggle. I mean, freshman quarterback. He's a freshman from Indianapolis. He's going to struggle. All right, Ty, so you have K-State. Okay, what else? That's uh, that's your. By the way, they're favored by how much now in your line at uh, at Kansas? I wrote this down yesterday when I sent our guy Craig Flowers some picks, but I had it at eight and a half. I don't know if it's changed since then. Uh, it's minus seven and a half. Same okay, I'll take that. All right, cool. Okay. Um, and then for my and second pick, I'll take Army as a home underdog plus three and a half uh, with Coastal Carolina coming coming to town. Ooh, the Chanticleers are rolling in to the face like the cadets that. on the the Black like Knights that. of the Hudson. Army's uh, Army's a tough team, man. Yeah, because you just don't gain you, you don't see teams like that on your schedule. So they're such an outlier that you got to change your entire practice when you face an Army. Mm. Can I call my upset shot of the week, Ron? Do it. I'm doing this. Let's do it. Oregon State, minus one at home to Washington. I think they beat the Huskies outright at home. Whoa. Yes. Damn. Call them the shot. Give me Oregon State. Oregon's wow. got, Oregon State's got a mat on because, okay. remember, they're the team left out of this whole Pac-12 thing. They won the court battle this week. But they're mad at Oregon. They're mad at Washington okay. for deserting them Man. in the great Northwest. It's only one. I think Oregon State. Washington's been kind of like Texas, playing on borrowed time. They playing. have played some, yeah, some really close games. Uh, including, you know, closer, kind of like Texas, closer than it should be. I think it comes to an end, and I think uh, the, the National Apple Card gets upset a little bit because I'm taking the Beavers. That'd be good for the Horns. Always vote for the Beavers. <laughs> Minus one. Pick them game, essentially. You have two picks, right? All right, right Ty. Uh, yes, I get two picks, so I am going to take – uh, I'm going to take that other Oregon school, Rod, because I think Oregon is hitting their stride right now. They're minus 23.5 at Arizona State, but I think they're going to roll that game. They are into style points, mm -hmm. and they know they've got to put up style points, yep. and they can do style points because they play great defense, and they can run the ball and throw it with Bo Nix. I think they run away with that game. Arizona State's not very good. They've taken some injuries now. They had a good, decent early start, mm -hmm. but I think Oregon wallops Arizona State. I'm not afraid of the 23.5. like it. Okay, uh, I'll take the Fighting Mac Browns plus seven and a half. Uh, going to Clemson this weekend. Fighting Mac. North Black. Carolina. Drake May's playing some good football right now. He really is. I mean, obviously he's a good quarterback, but uh, I like that. What's the What's the line there? Uh, North Carolina plus seven and a half. At Clemson. Wow, mm -hmm. big number with Dabo and Dabo and uh, Mac Brown get to return engagements, right? Those two. Oh yeah. Dabo kind of fancied the program after him. Mm -hmm, he did. He built that program in mean, image, like uh, image and likeness and yeah. all of that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, uh, Ty. Anything? Uh, you are you both have three picks in, so I'll go my fourth. So okay, now we're even. That's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State at Houston, Ron. I think Oklahoma State has a bounce back game Ooh, here. Oh yeah, that was ugly last week. Now Dana Holgerson could be coaching for his job, but there are some already believe that their loss last week to. Uh, 
Uh, gosh, they're ugly loss. They had an ugly loss to BY. No, who was it that UCF? beat them? Who was that, Oklahoma State? They beat Houston. Oh, I, I don't watch Houston. I can't anymore. remember. <laughs> uh, no, but Oak, Oak State, remember, had that blade and egg performance at Central Florida. That was terrible. But they're still in this mix, Roth. Yeah, they got the inside track. Yeah, they still can get to the Big 12 title game, but despite that disaster. Yep. And I think it's on, inside a touchdown. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I think Ollie Gordon gets going again. Uh, and I think Houston, I don't know that they're going to play to save their coach's job. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Houston and lay the points. Wait, you're taking Houston or Oklahoma State? I'm taking Oak State. Oak State. Okay, I'll State. take Houston. I got Oak State. We'll go ahead okay. to head on this one. Head to head on Cooks. that one. Plus six Cooks. and a half. I like that. Yes. Yep. And I got a minus six and a half. We went head to head last week and I lost because I had Kansas and he had uh, Texas Tech. <laughs> oh, you had backup quarterback. And then that down. quarterback is hurting. I'm like, oh, I'm done. And they still didn't won the game with the third string guy against Tech. But uh, damn near doesn't win you money. I'm just damn telling right. you that. You know what I'm saying? You're damn right. Only and I'm going to take this horseshoes. That's right. Damn near doesn't do much for you. Uh, you know what? Against my better judgment, Rod, I'm, I'm taking another favorite. I got the one underdog, the upset pick, but I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, yeah, Cowboys actually against bad teams, they're pretty. This is one of my most. This is one of my death and yeah. taxes thing. I mean, we're coming in on Monday, and the Cowboys Ooh. will have hammered a bad team. Now, minus the Arizona game. Arizona's the only game. Really I don't do, like. But that I think one. that was the. I think that was the wake up call. I just don't. Carolina's not good, Rod. Uh, you know, Frank Reich's retaking over the play calling. Oh. Uh, I, Micah Parsons didn't do much. I think he has a great game here. What, what don't you like about that, Ty? They're de- Carolina's take defense Carolina? isn't – I'm not going to take it, no. I'm going to stay away from – actually, my last pick will be an emotional pick, but I'm going to stay away from picking the Cowboys this week. I, what is it, 10.5 right now? I think that Carolina defense half, yeah. will mm-hmm. probably keep it within 10. I think it will probably be that. If you want to buy the half point, point. The Cowboys. I just think at this point, and against a bad Dak, quarterback Dak. and a bad team, the Cowboys' all defense and special teams is worth a touchdown. And Dak is playing so well, too. And Dak's playing in a tree. Man, he's playing like lights out. Hey, it's just in all time right, for a Dak letdown. Come on. <laughs> uh, that might come on Thanksgiving, I don't know, against Washington. Because uh, the Cowboys are going to play two games in four he's, days. He's only going to let you down in a big game. Big games. Uh, Ty, what do you have in your final pick? You said it's an emotional pick for you? I'll take the Horns, minus seven and a half. Oh. That is emotional. Minus seven and a half. Well, I'm going to take the other side of that, and I'll take Iowa oh, State and lay the points. How about on. that? I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been listening to my guy. Have you been listening to Rod all week? Nice. He's been breaking it down scientifically. I think Texas wins inside a touchdown, but yeah. they win the game. But seven, <coughs> And anytime you see seven and a half, that's a little concerning. That's yeah. one of those Vegas things. And that no Jay Brooks out there worries me just about me the too. offense as a whole. And I'll also add the thing I'm worried about is uh, Quinn Ewers in a, on a cold night with oh, the shoulder. Does that yeah. tighten up at all? I think he's healthier than he's been, but – I would lay those points, but with Ty and I'll go head-to-head on that and the Cowboys. We'll have fun. We'll grade ourselves on Monday. But I'm, like my big that. upset is Oregon State. Washington comes in here with a loss on Monday. Right? I hope so, but it'd be good for the Longhorns. But, man, that, that offense, they can they can just score on anybody uh, at any time. And um, they're so explosive. Nobody throws the ball deep better than Washington in the country. Yeah, because uh, Michael Penix is the real deal. I and mean, he's got oh. a great accuracy down the field. He's got three NFL, two NFL receivers. Longhorns ran into that at the Alamo Bowl last year. Yep. Hey, Rod, uh, let's get some behind the burn orange curtain one more time. we got what's popping before the top of the hour, but let's hit a little more Texas talk on our way to, the, way to, the, uh, the, to wrap up our fabulous fifth hour. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right. Let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian while we got some time here. He met with the media during a Zoom media availability yesterday. Uh, he talked about the Iowa State Cyclones this weekend's matchup for the Longhorns. Let's hear him uh, with his opening statement uh, from yesterday talking about the matchup versus the Cyclones this weekend. You know, obviously a uh, great opportunity for our team uh, this Saturday night. Um, 
another another you know road game conference play at night on the road um hostile environment um it's kind of been a common theme you know it wasn't i didn't do it by accident when i talked about what i talked about in preseason and at big 12 media days of uh recognizing you know that this is uh you know this is this is our opportunity to go on the road and, and go on a mission to try to win a big 12 championship. And, and we put ourselves in position to be competing for it in November. Um, but we also understand when we go on the road, uh, the environments that we're going into. And so I think for our players, it's really important that we continue to play with, with, you know, poise and composure. We need, we need great leadership and we need to have, we need to, we need to execute the, the game at a high level. Um, and I think that our players understand that. And I think that they've done a good job this week of preparing for that. Um, I was really excited about just the way they practiced today. I mean, we had awesome energy. They were fast. Um, and that's, that's the style of game that we need to play. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity that I know that our players are as well. All right. Now the players are definitely forward to the opportunity and they may have been uh, hyped up a little bit over the uh, statement from the interior offensive lineman for the Iowa State Cyclones, uh, Jared, I believe it's Hubbard. Is it Jared Hubbard? I still can't get his name Hubbard. correct. Hubbard? Hubbard? Hufford. Okay, Hufford. Um, uh, we'll get to know him. Uh, hopefully Tavondre Sweat gets to know him a little bit on Saturday that night. Is you know yes. He made very controversial comments uh, about Texas that became bulletin board material, went viral by now. You've heard him. We played him on the show earlier this week. His, his Sark's comments when he was asked about uh, those bulletin board comments from the Iowa State offensive lineman. Uh, I view it in a sense of, you know, the reality of it is, as much of that gets said kind of pub publicly week to week or not week to week, I think our players hear things, you know, indirectly. Um, and, and we, we try not to just put too much into that. Um, we try to focus on our mission and, and we've been on a mission since week one and that, that mission continues Saturday night. So we try to keep the focus on us. We try to be enamored with what we need to do uh, to play the game to uh, at the level that we're capable of playing.